Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Jordi Mueller, and here today we are very lucky to have Susan Snow. She's the director of marketing for Uville Assisted Living, and we are interviewing her because our March uh, Empower Women Series event was focused around the in and outs of assisted living. This is a topic that has become a little more popular than we originally anticipated it within our clientele, with the people we interact as uh, an aging population comes into place and as the, I would say the lady boomers have, uh, uh, the late boomers have a little more responsibility when it comes to taking care of parents. Um, Susan, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for joining us. I wanted to start this conversation with one thing that probably changed at least my perspective of this topic. Uh, the first time I read the book by Atul Gawambe, Be Immortal, and it opened a little bit my perspective of different ways of thinking this in different parts of the world, depending on the background, depending on the culture. And I was a little shocked of how there is not a right answer for this topic. And, but there is a lot of information out there of how to make the best choice. And it seems to be a conversation that gets pushed back until probably the last minute. So I don't know if you want to give us a little bit of context to everybody listening right now of how assisted living comes into the conversation of people right now in the United States. Yeah, I think uh, you're right that there's an aging population and there's a lot of focus on what do we do with our parents or what do we do with my mom and she seems to be struggling and that sort of thing. Um, assisted living really is one of the options that... that um, aging people can choose. They're really, it's all about keeping your independence longer. So in order to do that, sometimes you have to make a change. You have to make a change from living in your home to either going to a, you know, a, an assisted living or some other senior housing, uh, uh, continuing care community. So it's really good to start talking about the options sooner than later because it's it's emotional it's emotional and it's complex and you don't want to be doing it when you're in a crisis mode so where do you actually think it's a good time to start talking about it as soon as you start noticing a little bit of difficulty at your own home as soon as you maybe i mean there's many scenarios i guess yeah i think it's just good to have the conversation um not too soon when somebody's like running around doing all kinds of things and traveling and whatever. But, you know, when somebody starts to, uh, you know, what happens with, with seniors is they start to isolate a little bit, inch by inch. It's not by design, but, you know, maybe they lose their spouse or they lose some friends and they don't go out as much or then they, they have to give up their license and then they really feel a little bit trapped in their homes. And, um, so when you see that isolation starting or, you know, loneliness or whatever, or maybe you see that your mom or your dad is forgetful and, um, they're not really, um, caring for themselves as much as they have in the past. Maybe you come home for Thanksgiving and you're like, geez, you know, things aren't quite the way they were yeah. before. Yeah. So that's when it's a good thing to start talking to your loved one about, you know, have you thought about anything, you know, any changes? And, and my recommendation is to talk about, um, 
your quality of life, mm. not just making a physical change because that's too scary. But when you talk about, um, you know, how can I keep my independence longer? How can I enjoy myself and have more stimulation um, and engagement? And sort of, it's really about aging in place, wherever that is, um, and having the highest quality of life. So when you talk about that that way, and not like, well, mom, you gotta like sell your house and get rid of all your stuff and go to an assisted living. Because I cannot take care of you. Yeah, because I'm worried, I don't trust you being alone, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Last year we had an event, uh, Life As We Age, which you were part of, and I would say one of the revelations was the social aspect uh, or the impact on social life that that happens at certain age on how assisted living can totally change somebody's happiness and lifestyle by not thinking about it as a change of home, but as a change of just surrounding and, and having more engaging with other people in the same situation. Because sadly, this happens. You start losing friends, you, they move away, they can't pass away, and then you don't have the, sim- the similar support you used to have. That's right. So. That's right. Yeah. And people talk about aging in place in the sense of having uh, supports come into the home because mm-hmm. they don't want to leave their home. And, and that's good. That's good for some people. But the caregivers and the people that come in aren't going to be everything to you. And they're in and out really quickly because they've got to go to their next client. And it, it is a very isolating situation. It can be. Um, is, is it okay if we, uh, I myself need to start, probably start thinking about this, uh, about my parents in the next 10, 15 years, not now. Uh, but, but I don't know even the types of assisted livings there exist. I just have this huge box that I call assisted living. And I don't yeah. even know some of the services or differentiators between services. I don't know if you can expand on that. Yeah. So there is no um, specific regulations or maybe that's not the right word, but um, construct to assisted living. It's very different, um, both from a physical standpoint, the building, the setup and everything. And then it's also different per state. Some states you can do injectables, some states you can't. Some states you can do this, but you can't do that. Uh, So it's very individual per state. But basically for me, what what I see assisted living is is it's a apartment style living with amenities. You get your uh, three meals a day off of a menu. You get all kinds of programs and activities and engagement with other people. You also get personal care as you need it. You may not need it, but then when you do need it, it's there. Personal care like medication reminders. For somebody with Parkinson's, that's a really important thing to have their meds on time when they, you know, when they need to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any kind of personal care help with showers, um, escorts to meals, that kind of thing. Um, so those supports are there when you need them, and that's a that's a comfort. But assisted living really is a safe environment. You know, you think about being in your home and you have to go down to the basement mm-hmm. to um, do the laundry, or you got to walk up the stairs to your bedroom and step over the the um, bathtub to take a shower. There's dangers there. So assisted living is designed to mitigate those dangers and to be able to have a very um, safe environment so they can be independent and do whatever they want. The differences um, 
sort of locally, I would say, with assisted living. So some are very um, fancy. Mm-hmm. Some are kind of like home cottagey. Some are um, kind of institutional. Mm-hmm. Some can be in a high rise, like our you, our sister or um, uh, Uville House is is eight floors. Okay. And uh, and yet we're in this big sort of stately building in Lexington. So mm-hmm. there's differences that way physically and how it's set up. But the biggest differences and the biggest important things to think about when assisted living is really the staff. Have they been there a long time? Are they happy? Do they look engaged? Um, has management changed? And how often? And is the facility, the community clean? Uh, does it smell good? Um, yeah. And then, you know, things like meals, like is the food good? Like I would I would encourage anybody to go to an assisted living for lunch and see, you know, kind how of. How does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah. But how does, you know, how's the food? Food's yeah. important. So, you're going to be eating every day. Yeah, yeah. So all assisted livings are certainly not created equal. You mm-hmm. really, I think another thing to think about is non the nonprofit status. Why is that important? It's important because um, you don't want to have profit margins being the motivation to care for your loved one. Number one. Number two, uh, it gives us, I'm going to speak from Uville's standpoint because I can't speak for any other nonprofit, but for us, we have an extra position. That person, uh, when I help somebody come into the community, this woman, Ginger, she helps the family with the transition, suggested items to bring, uh, move organizers, moving companies. Um, She makes sure how to set up the cable on the phone, all those logistical things you don't think about because you're thinking about your home and downsizing that. But also, more importantly, I think, is she makes sure that they have escorts to meals and meal companions for the first couple of days. They get introduced to the programming department so that they know what kind of things they might be interested in and they can reach out. So you're not just, you know, you plop down into a community and then you're all by yourself. You know, there's ways to help engage you into the community. Um, I was really interested in that the first time I heard of you guys uh, and how some assisted livings work, which is basically not just stay in the assisted living facility, but try to keep that population integrated to the community they belong to by having completely activities, um, I guess, focus on the integration of the community, not focus on integration with the assisted living community only. So I I love that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that we're, um, we continue to strive for is to, is to get into the community and, you know, engage people, bring them in, um, because it's, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, and, you know, I think in, in America, in, in my, you know, my experiences, we're really grouped into age groups and we don't have that integration of, of all the generations together. And I think that's. I think that's too bad. It's, a, really wa- it's a waste yeah. of wisdom. Yes, it is. It's yes, a waste it is. Of wisdom. That's another thing I want to talk about with um, with Let's assisted. Talk about yeah, it. with assisted living is uh, people go. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to be with old people. That's one <laughs> of the big resistances to going to assisted living. Well, they're all old. They're all sick. Whatever. But actually. They are older. They've been on the planet for a long time, but they have wonderful stories. They've had experiences and they've got wisdom and, you know, and and to just kind of say, well, they're old people and dismiss them is is a disservice. Uh, We have some very special people in our community and also 
We have all ages. We have yeah. somebody who's 57. We have somebody all the way up to 102. Which that was part of my next question is like, how does the demographic kind of look right now? It's it's it, it varies okay. all the time, but um, it's it's just a whole big bunch of different people Perfect. with different, different races. Yep, different um, different needs, different reasons for being in assisted living. Uh, some are completely independent and they want to be able to be established in a, a new community before they have to have needs, mm. you know, that, that, that may be coming into the community right at the edge of maybe your um, being able to come. You, you can't engage and you can't um, you don't have a lot of energy left to really kind of settle in and um, I have personally gone through this conversation a couple of times in, in my own family with grandparents and they have <laughs> referring back to the book uh, of a tool um, I'm from a Latin culture it's completely I would say different expectations where the, the next generation kind of it's meant to take care of the older generation in your own family and what that causes is actually a, in my perspective a disruption uh, so big that it affects even the third generation which are the grandkids if they happen to live in the same family just because planning wasn't done ahead of time and and I don't know what the right answer is but I know it's a conversation that I wish I would have had uh, with my parents about about my grandparents at some point and it never happened um, Along this conversation comes costs, and and there's all, like you said all kinds of flavors uh, for assisted living. Uh, what, can you give us a little bit of a sense of how this generally gets priced, and what are some of the main costs that people will incur in this? Well, <clears throat> it's difficult to answer. I know. I'm is, looking at Susan's is. face. Yeah. Well, you just put me in a really <laughs> bad spot here. Well, it, uh, <laughs> assisted living is not cheap. Um, but neither is home care, I have to say. Sometimes home care can even be more expensive yeah. than being in, a, in an assisted living community. But Is that the, way, the best way to, do the, to have the conversation? Is like not so much start pricing different assisted livings, but combine the cost of how much it would take to maintain yourself at home? Yeah, I think you need to do both. I think yeah. I think that I, what I would start with is more the emotional need, more like what does the person see as uh, a need for them to be happy and, and engaged in their lives and, and really focus it that way. And, you know, assisted living isn't for everybody. Some people, it's like they want to stay home and not just because of fear. A lot of people stay home because they don't want change. But other people, like, they just... They want to be home, and their home is. I had one uh, person come for a tour, and she, she has, I think, like six or eight kids, and then about twenty grandkids, and they all live in the same area. So she has people coming to her house, different people from the family, the multiple times a day. You know, so why would she ever need to yeah. go to assisted living? Um, Hmm. And, you know, she can have home care, supplement, the, but she's got a social life right there, so why do it? But anyway, um, then when you kind of think about uh, the different options, then I would start pricing things out and what does it really cost? Um, some places, and, and again, I have to go back to Uville because I can't yeah. speak for other organizations, but another aspect of being a nonprofit is we're not interested in having somebody move in and they've got one, two years 
maybe two and a half years of resources, and then we get to the end of that and we boot them out. You know, they become a family member and they become part of us and we're, we're just not interested in doing that. So one of the things that we do to allay that situation is we have subsidies. Okay. So, and other places might have subsidies as well. There's a limited amount, there's different types of subsidies, each with different qualifications. But for us, if somebody has enough to private pay for a while, we, we have like a five-year plan, I mean a five-year uh, chart, and we can say, okay, resident so-and-so is gonna be put on in 2019. So then when, when that time comes, they've got a reduced rent and that can help their resources last longer because we want them to be able to stay as long as they want and until end of life. Yeah. So. Does um, government subsidize this? How does this work? Do, do you guys so do grants? I'm trying to... Um, yeah, for the subsidies themselves, um, there's one called Group Adult Foster Care, and that is um, a state program. So okay. you have to apply there too. So they'll give uh, some supplemental income to the individual if they don't have enough. And this is really for people that don't have like even $2,000 in assets yeah. and under $1,200 in income. So, um, but the state will reimburse us a daily rate um, so that's one. And then the other two are just ones that we offer. One is moderate, and that has to do with the HUD guidelines for income. The low income is just ours that we offer to people. So, and they each have different prices and stuff. But anyway, those, there's, so the, so the GFC is a, is a state run. There's also Medicare and, and uh, you know, run homes, but those are nursing facilities. The Medicare doesn't pay for assisted living. Yeah. Um, so you want to get into something that has a subsidy. It's not guaranteed because there's only so many, but uh, that can help yeah. allay those costs. Um, and then there's long-term care policies. Those can pay. That was my next question. Yeah, yeah. Is long-term care insurance is one of those options for this? Yes. Um, the tricky thing about long-term care insurance is you have to read the small print and hope that you know you got a good policy. Some of them will pay, have a lump sum and you can use it you know until that lump sum is is gone. gone. Others have like a, a daily rate, a, a daily limit. Um, so maybe a hundred dollars a day that goes towards your your um, assisted living. Hmm. The one of the things that we've gotten bitten with before is that somebody's policy states that a nurse has to be on twenty four seven, and we don't assisted living at least in Massachusetts doesn't require require that. You know we're on call. The, yeah. the, the nurses and senior staff are on call twenty four seven. They're there from like seven o'clock in the morning to seven eight o'clock mm -hmm. at night. But technically, they're not there 24-7, yeah. so they won't pay out. So you just want to make sure anybody who does have a long-term care policy, congratulations, because it's really important. Awesome. Um, but you just have to see what you know what, actually what, the, what the stipulations into. are. There's another uh, thing that people can um, utilize, and that's um, uh, veterans' benefits. They have aid and attendance um, that sure. can pay, I don't know, a thousand dollars um a month. month. Yeah. I mean they're different and so it, when somebody moves into assisted living and they are a veteran, um 
or the spouse of a veteran, they can go to see Gina Rada over here at um, the seniors at the uh, community center. She's the um, Veterans Affairs Officer for Lexington and Bedford, and she can fill out paperwork, and then that gets submitted. And then, you know, if they qualify, they get a monthly income to go towards the, the Gina, cost. you just got a shout out on that. Yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> so you, if you get calls from California, I, I, we apologize, but that's okay. Um, so I, I, just to close, I mean, there's yep. so much we could talk about. I know, about. we it's could go on and on and on. And it's such an emotional topic too. I'm sure we're going to get questions after and we'll definitely forward them to you. And you, you are a great resource. We have definitely worked with you before, so we know that for sure. Um, but I, I would like people to, to have like a takeaway and and maybe it's my last question, which is, what should I be doing right now if I don't have this instant issue like, or instant challenge in my life? What should I be doing right now to prepare for it? Well, I think um, just doing investigations, um, go, go on field trips, you know, go and see different mm -hmm. assisted livings, different um, continuing care communities. Uh, talk to people, go online, um, go and, you know, have lunch, as I said before, really just go and, and, and it can be, it can be a fun thing, you know, and, and talk and, uh, talk to people that have been in assisted living or that been in a continuing care community or decided to stay at home and see what their, their perspectives are. But, um, and, and I, 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 anybody who would like to come and talk to me at, yeah. at Uville, I'm always available. I think it's important to be a resource and help navigate all through this because it's, it's complex, yeah. it's emotional. And then there's all different family members who have different perspectives. And then yeah. there's memory care, which we didn't even go into, oh, man. you know, and so, um, yeah. but anyway, well, I'm, we can I'm give here. the resources here. Yes. Yeah. And I, 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 I I encourage people to come and talk because even if they're not thinking about assisted living, it's just good to talk. Awesome. So uh, I'm available. Thank you so much for your time, Susan. I know you are in a busy weekend, so uh, I really, really appreciate your time. Um, for all of those listening, we were going to put the information from uh, for Susan in our podcast information. Uh, we'll also have a little handout with a lot of summary of this conversation, so you can uh, definitely use it. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And follow us on Twitter. We're at Lexington Well. Uh, this is Empower Women Series. And until next time, have a good day. Bye.